Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 9, I believe, of the Kevin and Philip Project. Thanks for joining us on this one. We're gonna, and it has been a busy couple of weeks here. It, it has been. It has been. We're going we're gonna to try to cover a lot of stuff in a short period of time. Um, Literally, if you had a daily show, if me and you had a daily show that we sit down and talk like Jerry Enriquez and those guys in the morning, over the last probably two weeks, we could have spent a full day, full two hours every day. I bet, oh, probably on things that just things that have happened in the world from been, world happenings to sport happenings to local happenings. It's just been a lot going on, and so, yep. What are you going to get into first? Yep. Well, uh, I, I got an interesting story for you. Um, so, I don't remember if I talked about. It. So, I spent a lot of time in Oklahoma City the past couple weeks. Um, Lucky you. Oh, by the way, uh, did we? So. My daughter's 16th birthday, we went down to Luke Combs' concert down in Oklahoma City. Was Highly it, recommend was it that concert. Was it really expensive or pretty no, reasonable? No, it was not. If you, I'm sure aftermarket tickets were expensive, but yeah. we got ours early when they first went on sale. I had to go through the Ticketmaster verification process. So it was probably 100-ish or so a seat. We full were down house, in the lower totally bowl. full house. Yeah, he sold out two shows in Oklahoma City, yeah. Friday, Saturday night. Bricktown was packed. Um, good time, good time. So well, what's funny is, so... Um, the, the two people that were with him were Jordan Davis. Yep, who the kids all love right now. Lanny Wilson. Mm-hmm. So back in March, when I got the tickets, I had no freaking clue who those two were. Right. They, I mean, they now were they're pretty big. Yeah. So it was interesting because actually I thought mm-hmm. Lanny Wilson was bigger than Jordan Davis. But she Lanny Wilson actually started the show, and then Jordan Davis uh, – Kind of picked up and, and did second, and then Luke Combs. So that was, but then as Jordan Davis was singing, I recognized a lot of songs, right. and, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I know this guy. What's funny? Go check it out on on YouTube or or somewhere. And so it was last night of the tour, and so I guess it's it's uh, tradition that they do pranks on each other the last night of the tour, and so Luke Combs <laughs> came out right before Jordan Davis sang his famous song "By Dirt." <laughs> with a, he was carrying a bag of, of topsoil. Yeah, and he's like, man, all I've been here for six months is about this buy dirt. He basically cuts it open and dumps it right there in front of the <laughs> mic stand. But he said, oh, and by the way, we had some dirt delivered to your dressing room, and uh, they show it on the video. They're wheeling a pallet of dirt bags and they stack them up right in front of his door, so he can't get into his dressing room <laughs> afterwards. So oh, that's pretty that's good. good. But uh, um, w- what I was going to talk about was. I did an event. So, did I talk on this podcast about the? Uh, I know I've, I think I've talked to you. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast about a boot event that I did in Oklahoma City. No, me and you talked about it yep. after the we did our last podcast. Okay. So, what well, was interesting, and and I have a, I have a purpose to this story, but um, short version of the story is we we're going to do it at at a boot uh, location in Oklahoma City. I called them. We we're going to bring some some customers in and basically buy boots for them. I would do a quick meeting, introduction, have a chance to talk to them a little bit, and buy a pair of boots for coming out. So we went to the first place, and 10 guaranteed sales pairs of boots on a Wednesday afternoon at 2 o'clock. The company said they're not interested in hosting us. And I told them, I said, well, I'm not asking you to close the store down. I just want to make sure you have enough people there on a Wednesday at 2 o'clock so when we come in, you know, we'll be able to, to knock this out. We won't be there six hours. They said it's their busy time. They're not interested. So we went to another place. I don't understand they why they turned. really busy. And they're not. That's Every time I've been in that store, it's empty. So I, I'm telling you that to tell this story. <laughs> Tremendous markup on boots is what I was expecting. Well, must be. That's what it sounds so, like. So Monday we have an employee meeting at our office. And we're going to cater in Qdoba. And so our our office manager calls the local Qdoba office here in Salina and <laughs> tells her what's going on. This is Friday. We're given four days' notice. Monday was the was the meeting. And the, and she said, well, for an order that size, you got to call our catering number. So she hangs up, calls this catering 800 number, 
and the guy puts her on hold after he tells after she tells him what she wants and he comes back on the phone he's like hey i called your uh, local restaurant and they're not interested oh my word I'm like are you kidding me he always goes, stick with tony call martinelli he goes well we have another <laughs> store let me call them so he calls the junction city store and junction city says yeah we'll do it so instead of the Salina Qdoba, no. two miles from our office. Is there office, any shock in it to you? They we, drove it from Junction City. We continue to talk Jesus. about this on our podcast, though. The, at this restaurant business in Salina has got to be, <laughs> I mean, that's a perfect example. It's just tragic what's happening in this town with this restaurant business. I, I it happens every day. Happens when, when every she day. said, this came from Junction City, I'm like, no, you're full of crap. But no, the Salina store rejected our catering order four days in advance so i Junction saw City i did. saw month tuesday i saw a qdoba car exiting uh coming from the south i'm wondering if maybe some wichita qdobas <laughs> didn't deliver some stuff to people in town too <laughs> who knows because i thought well that's unusual i didn't have ever seen a qdoba thing coming off the interstate before so now that's that's head. that is salina that's I just, just slotted in a Then you see the places closed down, and you're like, well, I, I can tell you why. So, anyway. So, Luke Combs was good. Luke and Combs, also yeah. this week, and then I didn't get to go to that. Thanks for the invitation. But uh, the um, we had South Central this week at uh, we Kansas Westland, which to me turned out to be a, a, a great crowd, South Central basketball game. Um, I can say a little bit good. I mean, I will say some good. Central did win both basketball games, but they weren't the greatest basketball games that you've ever witnessed in your life. The shooting was not good. Uh, I, I noticed again last night South got beat pretty bad again last yeah. night. Uh, but uh, but anyway, the crowd the crowd is what I'm more talking about. South student section is probably one of the best ones in the state. I would th- I would assume. Uh, it was. I mean, it's so they have it's such not a normally good, that exciting. Big, but yeah, it was. It they had a good crowd there Friday night. Yeah, for really sure. good crowd for. You know, I, of course, anytime you go play a ball game, you expect to win. But they stayed in it. They were in it the whole time. A lot of fun. The band for uh, Central, they've got a jazz band. And the kid's got, I wish I knew the kid's name. It's a real good guitar player. Did you hear him playing even Nirvana and mm-hmm. stuff like yeah, that? He, yeah, played he's really times, yeah. good. He played last night. Well, he was at a home game last night. And he's a, he's a talented little booger. I'm going to get his name before the season ends and put him on here. He started a band, according to Gentry. And... Uh, He's good enough he can do it, and there's not enough Nirvana guys out there, I don't think, yeah. or rock guys. You know, he plays a little rock. Um, but they were pretty good. But it, during the ball game, though, uh, what did you think from year to year What where we're at in, in our school system, both both <laughs> basketball teams? Um, well, I have friends that coach and play, so, no, it's, it's – uh, they were not more – they were not some of the more entertaining games I've been to. The, the boys' game – what was it? Seven minutes in before somebody finally scored a bucket. Yeah, it was a uh, five to two at the end of the uh, <laughs> yeah. first quarter, and fifteen yeah. to seven at half, I yeah. believe. Now they did pick up the scoring in the second half and scored a little bit more. But the the girls themselves, and they play hard. Both schools played hard, but neither one has a real shooter. I don't. Correct. I mean, a real scorer. Yeah. If anybody had a score, I think they could score pretty easy. But they yeah. they do play hard, and uh, that our the central schools girls are undefeated still, and. Uh, uh, you know, without a score. But yep. last last night we were struggling to get to 30. Um, but they played good defense and they full court press and do a pretty good job. Um, we played Goddard last night. But I, I most impressed thing I was with was with our band last night. Just the jazz band came last night, not the full. And he was – he was they, t- as a group, were really good. Yeah, I just – you know, the crowd was good. At, I mean, at Wesleyan it was pretty full there. Um, what did you think about the it, concession stand service? <laughs> I didn't go, so I, you I never didn't, went. No, I, I did. I did hear that uh, according to the sign, popcorn was five dollars, and I know a lot of people that did not buy popcorn because of that. Apparently, it was only like a dollar fifty, but the sign said five. So, well, but the, it, the, the line was long. The hang up was the line, yeah. and I don't know if there's. I mean, I don't know if they expected such a big crowd, but I mean, it was fifteen to twenty minute wait just to get a pop. Yeah. Fortunately for me, I had Michelle Peck up the front of the line as I walked up and she bought me two I drinks. wondered if you found somebody in line that, yeah. would buy, that was already up there because yeah. I walked away when I saw you there getting in line and had, yeah. it, had it not been for her in line I think I would have just skipped but that's just that's one of those things where logistically man South Central game I just wonder what it used to be I didn't live in Salina whenever it used to be at the buy yeah. center those are I mean that's what I remember and um 
I mean, I don't. I guess the question would be, how many people does Wesleyan seat? Because I mean, it's pretty full, pretty but it full. doesn't seem like the crowd like we used to get no. at the when we used to play at the Bison. The Bison so. would have a yeah. much bigger crowd, and it wasn't full either by any stretch. Maybe half full, but uh, right. you know, it might be twenty two thousand or so. Yeah, it, it wasn't quite the same now, but. For I mean, the, it, Wesleyan's bigger than either one of the gyms. You can get a little more comfortable in there with that bigger crowd. So uh, great I like facilities, their gym. Yeah, yeah, great I like facilities. Their gym. Nice, absolutely. It ended up, it was loud in there. Is nice. Probably one of the funner ones. Now, of course, you look back and you go, "What did we do last year with it?" It was just coming back from COVID. I don't know if we quite. So it's, it's really since Gentry was a freshman, probably the best crowd at one of the games since we last year we played on. Um, do you remember where we played at? I thought I we, we went first game of the year again. Then we played in the SIC yeah, at South. Yeah, it was, I remember it was the first game of the year last year. Yeah, um, but I don't, don't remember, remember that kind of a crowd. So right, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. So, but uh, yeah, so yeah, it was good, good night. Good, so locally, good crowd, that's, so. that's the only thing I've even been caught up with here locally. Other than the fact that the four H buildings prices are going, we up. got a new sandwich place <laughs> that opened in town this week downtown spicoli's sandwich i don't know what i'd have to look at the name of it but it's uh right there where the axe throwing is and where uh um oh it uh, was big the hot dog blow big nose skates uh, yeah 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 so I didn't, I didn't see that so yeah i'll have to try that out let you know how that goes i'm gonna i'm interested to try it this week or next week and you know i had a really good meal last uh last friday night at uh, the we had a home ba- or after the Kansas Wrestling game, okay. um, we went down and ate at uh, Yaw Yaw's, mm-hmm. and they had sa- um, something flown in from Alaska, some kind of fish, whatever. But it's unbelievable good. And I, me and Lisa, split a the special on it, and uh, splitting it, it was still enough with a salad, and it was boy, yep. it was really good. I mean, that's our favorite restaurant in town. So. Yep. If you uh, you, if you like you yaw yaws, wrong. right now they do a deal where you buy some gift cards, um, then you get twenty percent on top of that uh, to use in the month of January. So uh, Kelly and I loaded up and bought many gift cards. Uh, did we'll you use see, them and you, get some free food? Okay, when's the last time you went down there? Yaw yaws? Yeah, uh, that's probably a couple weeks a couple ago. Weeks. I, I'm telling you, it, we talk about the way that people in town suffer for staff. They don't. No, they don't. They have lots of good staff in there, and they do a great job. And yep. I know a lot of other people. I mean, you hear them talk. Everybody's struggling for good staff, but yep, you, something makes them keep good staff. Yep. And it seems like the guy that waited on me waited on me a year ago. So, I mean, you know, yep. you keep the same guys around and same gals, and uh, it improves the place. Everybody likes it more. And, and yep. No, it is, and it's. Uh, this is what I mean, it is. this guy's a point. A lot of the bartenders are the same. When yep. when we walk in there, they already. Unfortunately, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but oh know what I'm drinking yeah. and bring one to you. You know, so. <laughs> but yeah, so well, there's a lot of things going on. Let's let's start with uh, uh, the most recent news: the the passing of of the pirate, um, the living legend. Yep. So, um, if, for those of you that don't know, haven't heard, or don't know what we're talking about, it's Mississippi State University's head football coach passed away from. It said complications from a heart attack, but uh, must have had a heart attack and seizures because yeah. some of the stuff I read on the Mississippi website was he, uh, after having seizures, he never woke up. I mean, right. he must have had a, yep, caused him to go unconscious or something or a blood clot or something along that line. But th- the thing is, it's uh, it tells you how fleeting life is because I did watch a press conference just a few weeks ago, the week before they played Georgia. And all the way through the press conference, he would, and and the people said yep. this afterwards. He was, <coughs> yeah, he was fighting pneumonia. Just, so yep. he he spent the season being, yep, yeah, he was sick, evidently well, quite sick. a bit of the season, yeah. Um, but he's just sixty one, and I get to thinking, man, I'm not far from sixty one, yep. and I don't want to go. I'm, I'm going to teach my kids CPR and my dog CPR and everything else in case something like that happens to me. But <laughs> but here you are alone, and uh, yep. Well, I, I I tell you, you out there listening to us, if you're not familiar with Mike Leach or or don't know who we're talking about, and you got 30 minutes or so to kill sometime, go down the rabbit hole and go look at some of his press conferences. I mean, he was you always good for a soundbite. Oh yeah, you can always good for a soundbite. You could be talking about football, and next thing you know, he's talking about his pet raccoon that he had yep. when he was a kid, or what kind of candy uh, he likes and doesn't like around the 
around the Halloween season. Never played a down of football in his life. Nope. And uh, was a lawyer. Yep, had a law for, degree and a master's. And a master's degree and yep. wanted to go into product liability yeah. law. Yeah. And uh, how does a guy like that flounder around? I mean, I don't know where all he started. He started way back there, but, I mean, he ended up in 99 when Stoops' first staff before he went to Texas Tech in 2000. Is that right? Yeah, sounds about yeah. right. Yep. I think he was just one year with Josh Heupel in 99, and then uh, and then he coached with, you know, he coached Lincoln Riley. Yep. He coached, uh, coached with and, and coached. Clingsbury. So, that's I, the coach so have you heard Arizona. the story about Lincoln Riley about him telling Lincoln, "You're never going to play here, so I want you to come back and be a coach." Come back and be a I coach. Mean, basically, that's what he told Lincoln, and Lincoln was pissed and left. And then the next day, he showed up, and here he is now. Now he's a coach. Well, so. you know the guys we've talked about this before. Great coaches seem to see, and we've talked about Bill Self being this way. Even with a guy like Brent Venables, they see something in those guys that me and you right. don't see. When they're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, they'll see something. And that's, I think, is 90% of what makes a great coach great because yep. he keeps great people around him. Yep. And that's probably would be yep. my weakness. Yep. Finding the people around you that's, I mean, I would take no, my buddies. I, I, I mean, I say <laughs> that all the time. That And and those of, you, those of you listening that know me and we've had this conversation, you've heard me say this, but from a college coaching standpoint, in my opinion – and I'm not saying these guys can't coach, but you're only as good as your assistants. Yep, when you think about the days in the 2000s when Stoops had that program rolling, when you think about K-State in the late 90s and 2000s, when you had assistants like Venables, all the Stoops brothers at one point or another, the Manginos, all the, when, when they're yep. coming and going – um, I mean, look at Alabama. Every year their coordinators oh, yeah. are different. They're, they're a head you, coach somewhere if, else. If you've got coordinators that are sticking around four or five years at a time, then there's a problem with them that nobody else wants them for some – I mean, Venables is maybe the, the outlier there because of – I mean, he's he got offered jobs that he, he turned down for one reason or right. another. But most of them don't well, get Well, he made offers. a lot of money not having to be the <laughs> yeah. head man when he was yeah. at Clemson. Did but, you did you hear the story? Uh, I, I'm going to tell a story real quick. This is – this is the kind of rabbit hole you're going to go down if you go look at uh, Mike Leach stuff. He, uh, Lincoln Riley told this story, and I'd never heard this until yesterday, but when he was coaching at Texas Tech one day. I don't uh, want you to say Lincoln. I'm sorry. guy's name on here anymore. Just say the guy out west. I, I won't say it after this story. Okay, all right. Let's go. <laughs> so I, I guess one day they're driving in a car, and uh, Leach's phone rings. And so he picks it up. He's like, hey, how's it going? Lincoln's listening to him a few minutes later. He's like, well, where are you calling from? And and so he answers, and, and they're going back and forth. And Riley's like, I just tuned it out, just a normal phone conversation with a buddy of his. Um, so they kept talking for a bit, and then at one point the phone call drops. And so, you know, he's on – Leach is on the phone. He's are you there? Are you there? Hangs up the phone. It was a flip phone. That tells you kind of when this was. So he opens it back up, calls the number again. Hey, can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, great. So they continue talking, you know, for another 30 minutes. Finally, the coach hangs up the phone, and uh, Riley asks him, Hey, coach, who was that on the phone? He said, I don't know. They had the wrong number. <laughs> he literally talked to some stranger for 45 minutes, and he even uh, called him back when the call dropped. That's that's you, Mike Leach. Yeah, that's Mike Leach. And I'll tell you another thing that I, I loved hearing about him or hearing the story of, and I, you know, I should remember this, but I don't, but – his kicker at Texas Tech at one point was yeah. a kid who yeah. won a kicking. He, he won goes, a contest. Won, won his one scholarship yeah. for the year or whatever, and yeah. he said, "Hey, if he can hit one with that high pressure, go get him." And he said, that, "Then he kicked for him. Never yeah. missed. Never, never missed an extra point. Extra yep. point the rest of the time." His yep. Career. Recruited his kicker from a yeah. halftime contest. It was just a kid at school. Yep. That, uh, that's unbelievable. But there's just the stories of him just goes on and on. Got to be really sad for the Mississippi State people. He ended on a win, which is great. Yep. In the Egg Bowl. Yep, in the Egg Bowl. And he uh, – um, I I don't see him as – you know, there was there was times years ago that I thought, you know, he – one time – at one point he got up to ranked number two in the country at Texas Tech. Um, he went out to Washington State and you're just – it's a different different type. But but he did well but and yeah. ended up winning. He won but coach of the year one year yep, out there. And I don't think that he would have ever won the SEC. No. With where he's at and what the things – 
but he would be competitive and beat some good people. In but the every SEC one of those year. teams that he took over was not good when he <laughs> took them over. Let me over. tell you what he did, though. He changed the SEC a little bit because SEC's always been a grind and defense right. and run and grind and grind. Yep. He had to he he brought the Big Twelve offense. Oh yeah, the old air raid offense. Yeah. Yep. And so yep. so here you go. I mean, he was a. I guarantee you that they looked at the, him on the schedule and said, oh, "Goodness, yeah, I don't want to face that sucker." Yep. Give him a couple of good wide receivers and a good quarterback, a la Klingsbury and uh, Crabtree and guys like that that were unbelievable. Yep. You give him some talent and he could beat yep. your butt. And I would I would tell you that when you look at his coaching tree. It's as impressive as just about anybody that's well, coaching Baylor's today. Well, Baylor's coach. Yeah. Well, your boy. <laughs> Lincoln, Ry- Lincoln Riley, I mean, Cliff Klingsberry. There's, there's uh, a whole Josh bunch Heupel. of them. Yeah. Um, he, there's another coach in the Big 12 that came from him, isn't it? Isn't it the uh, – oh, uh, is TCU coach coached with uh, him too? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, it's impressive though. I, I just saw – I just can't – saw a rundown. Um, the other story – I'm not going to tell the story, but the other one you need to go check out if you haven't heard it before is the uh, – the uh, story about the uh, fake uh, play calling sheet from, oh, yeah, the, from OU the OU Texas, Texas game when yeah. he had the and this is whenever it, so. OU was not very good. Correct. Yeah, they were um, double digit dogs in that yeah. game. We still ended up getting beat, but he he put them through the ringer for a little while. So uh, get, go look that one up. But yeah. in, anyway, on to the next story. Well, football. Let's talk football. So since we last did a podcast. Uh, K-State is the uh, Big 12 football champions for the and year. We went right where so, we thought they'd go, so, right? Yeah. The record was where I said it. I went back and listened to the beginning yep. of the season. I said – I did say I, I expected 8-4. and four. I thought they could go 9-3, and three, and that would be a good year. They ended yep. up 9-3. and I'm mean, 10-3, and three obviously, with the with the big, big, big 12 win. But, uh, I mean, when I saw that over-under on the six wins for the season come out, I jumped all over that, put a lot of money on that. I, I really thought they would have a good team. I did not think they'd win the conference championship. But here's the thing. I'll tell you this. Sonny Docks at TCU, yep. Yeah, he was on Sonny Cumbie okay. at – Okay. Yeah, yeah. So – West Virginia, Neil Brown. Depending – Dana Holmergren. Oh, Dana Holmergren. Yeah, that's there, right. Okay. Yep. yep. Interrupt so, him there. There's no. a, he does have a big – big. So, I, it'll be interesting. Uh, it, we're, I don't think K-State's going to have the transfer portal problem. A lot of other teams do. I mean, I think that's a good sign. I think that's a sign of the culture in the locker room. But potentially next year, depending on who leaves early – that's the question right now, which as they're all staying for the bowl game, so we won't know till afterwards. K-State could have nine of their 11 starters back on offense and eight of, out of 11 back on defense next year. So there's a chance that next year they could be pretty darn good again. So hopefully that uh, yep. keeps going. But What do you think about the Sugar Bowl? I, I, I want to see how we stack up. I mean, I, I – I mean, it's Snyder was always really good at catching teams when they were like when he played UCLA, when he played USC, um, some of those teams. He was always really good when he scheduled them when those teams were they're still a name, but they're down. Yeah. I mean, Alabama's down this year compared to where they've been years. Two past. losses There's and no, you're down. Right. I mean, yeah. So um, <laughs> the, the only thing that probably to K State's advantage is I don't see Bryce Young playing in the game. Yep. Will Anderson's not playing in the game. I think one of the top – I mean, there's going to be multiple guys who don't play, will opt out, and that is a Alabama tradition, believe it or not. I'll tell you this. I don't 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 follow – I don't follow the Alabama – I mean, I do – I follow them as far as team. I don't follow their fans on Twitter. I don't get into it with them. I don't see a lot of stuff on there. Their their fans are interesting. The other day on on Feinbaum's show – Larry from Shelby, Alabama, called in, and here was his exact quote. They can beat K-State with the third string, the water boy, and the cheerleaders. Uh-huh. That is what they think. Well, that's what they think about game. everybody. They wouldn't just say that about you. They'd say it about anybody in the Big 12 so, and anybody in. I'm going to call out. I got this guy's name. Glenn Payne was his name on, on Twitter. He tweets. To a KSU fan, they were kind of doing a little back and forth. He said, keep it coming. You're creating your own rat poison. We are going to kick your ass. And without our two best players, K-State does does serve one important purpose. The SEC needs homecoming games. Just being on the same field with Alabama will be your greatest day. <laughs> Confidence. Well, huh? hell, even Saban. So when he was doing his little tour, 
the night before the college football rankings and they were picking the playoffs teams, he gets on there and, and basically says that TCU's loss to K-State was a bad loss to a bad team. Now, karma's a bitch, Saban. Yep. <laughs> you know what? If, if you was to go, but it, you could say this against multiple teams that K-State played this year. If you used to go position to position, was he a higher-rated kid out of high school? Probably was. Yep. That doesn't make you a better football team. And I, I would think that K-State will – I mean, it, of course it helps not having Bryce Young or Will Anderson. Or, right. Of course it helps. But you, they put guys in the NFL at every position right. every year. Right. And sometimes guys that don't even start all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, they're still loaded there's, with talent. There's, there's no – yeah, and, and I'm not saying that they're not loaded in talent or that they're not going – I mean, they should beat us with the talent that they have. But here, you're talking about stars. I'll give you one. So, Felix Anaduke Izoma. K-State's defensive end, defensive player of the year in the Big 12. Yep. He's going to be playing on Sundays. So, um, And why doesn't he opt out? I, the opt out is just kills. I'm telling you, this started. They, they remember Will Greer, Will, whatever his name was, from West Virginia mm -hmm. several years ago, and they were really good, mm -hmm. and he opted out. Let's screw, your, screw the yep. team. I feel like he he's the first one that I remember getting pissed about. And now I look. And, and where's he at, by the way? I don't know. Where he don't play it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he opted out because he's going to be yeah. such an NFL superstar. Yeah. But yeah. I think you screw every – I mean, you're just – I don't know. It's, well, I hate it. Felix was ranked dead last, according according to 24-7 sports. He was ranked dead last in K-State's recruiting class in 2020. And that guy's going to be – Who playing. rated him that? 24-7 sports. Oh, okay. Yeah, their, their recruiting service ranked him dead last. So – um. You know, you were talking about that, too. The other thing, something I saw was interesting. I want to scroll to this here. So, JT Daniels, who is a, was a quarterback at West Virginia. Yeah. Um, I got to find this here. There it is. He was the kid so, that came from Georgia. Correct. And went, yeah. So, here's – so, in his college career, so – because he just entered the transfer portal again. Oh, he did. In 2018-19, oh, he was at USC. Yep. 2020-21 at Georgia. And then 22 at West Virginia. And, and now back he's in going the somewhere portal. else for 2023. You know what? That's a kid that you want to hire, isn't it? Yeah, I just don't understand. I, I don't get it yeah. at all. I don't get it that Spencer Sanders leaving Oklahoma State. I mean, there's got to be some hubbaloo going on at Oklahoma State. I've I've heard, now this is through my Oklahoma State friends, and maybe you've heard a little bit of this too. Gundy's son could start at quarterback next year, and Gundy's son, who's a senior in high school, is supposed to be the best player in the state of Oklahoma, one of the top quarterbacks. And, and – they're setting the pathway up for Gundy's son to eventually. Now, I say that, and if Mike Gundy was listening to this, he might fall on the floor laughing. But that's the yep. things that people say. Yeah. And his son is very good. Yep. I mean, he's got a good bloodline, and his other son's very good. But we've, um, we've talked about two. I mean, but he's a senior. Sanders is right. a senior, though. Why would you leave as a senior? Yeah. I and I've asked. I don't. I've asked some of my friends that are Oklahoma State fans too down in Oklahoma about because. Something else, something's going on for these guys to leave because I'm with you. It's not if if Sanders comes back next year, he will be the starting quarterback right. next year. There's yeah. no question about. And that. And there's a chance that they're okay. There was a they were in contention this year, correct? Preseason contention, and they had a whole bunch of injuries. Yep. I mean, so you bring come back with pretty much the same team, but here here's their bowl. I'll go skip right into their bowl. They're in that guaranteed rate bowl playing Wisconsin. I, I rated all the Big 12 bowls, and this – I didn't rate them. I read ratings of different different sources that were out there rating them. They rated this as one of the biggest fizzler bowls of all the bowls. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Wisconsin at the beginning of the year was picked to win the the um, um, Big 10 West. West, yep. Uh, and they fell on their face. And, and Oklahoma and State was one of the favorites the to win the Big 12. So yeah. they end up going 6-6 six and six at Wisconsin, and the coach gets fired midseason. Oklahoma State, of course, seven and five, and ends on a. It seems like K State kind of ended on a. Oh yeah, they lost four out of the last five. They yeah. were doing okay and end up just falling on their face at the end of the year. Um, and then Spencer Spencer Sanders going into the portal. This game could be a flat dud but, of a ball. But game. Oklahoma State's lost. Uh, what a running back, a linebacker, starting yeah. linebacker. Like they've lost a lot going into this bowl yep. game too, and they were already pretty thin in some of those spots. So back back to K State though, you think K State will have get great good following it in? Uh, yes, I do too. That's what. I so do. every flight around that time from Kansas City, Wichita, and Oklahoma City, because I've looked, 
are all completely booked to New Orleans. And that's not Alabama fans. And so, no. <laughs> and, and Wichita, United opened up a new flight, direct flight, uh, from Wichita to New Orleans for the bowl game, and it filled up in about 15 minutes. What did you look at Tulsa? I did not look one? at Tulsa. I was just. I noticed, I saw it was, I watch, uh, y'all won't believe this, but my Hulu on my phone gets Tulsa news because my Hulu is at my lake house right. in Oklahoma. So, so anyway, I if I'm driving or if I'm out about with watching my phone, I watch Tulsa news every night. Well, Tulsa has now got direct flights to tons of places that they haven't had. Uh, the mayor or whoever does all this has really put together a good plan. Of they've got direct flights to New York now. Direct, of course, everybody's got direct flights to Destin and down right. in there. But now, if you can get a New York and uh, Phoenix, uh, get those two. Everybody goes to Chicago and Dallas and Houston, but if you can get New York and Phoenix, then you pretty much got it covered. That'd be nice if Wichita could get that. Uh, yep. But I don't know that they will. Um, Wichita's pretty much primarily a, almost a sli big Salina. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting that way up. So. Well, but, but anyway, back to that game. Big crowd, but Jimmy was telling a story about how much the hotel rooms are. Yep. And I don't know how much tickets are. And it, I think it depends. I mean – I haven't looked too much into it. Tickets will drop closer to the game. I mean, there's no question about yeah. that. Bowl tickets are always expensive when you first buy them. If you don't buy them through the school, as game time gets closer, they'll drop. Um, the The hotels are interesting because you, you know I, I know I've been to New Orleans quite a few times, know it pretty well. For me, I'll stay a couple miles from Bourbon Street and yeah. just Uber because you. Right. Could, it doesn't matter if. Not even counting the game, just a normal. You go there for a weekend. Hotels there within a few blocks of Bourbon Street are pretty expensive. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to find a good deal. But if you go a couple miles down the road, you can get hotels cheap. And then just Uber, and you're going to save plenty of money. I mean, it's not a Salina, Kansas. There's plenty of Ubers and, and public transportation and ways to get around. So I, I'm not too worried. I mean, but it is expensive um, for sure if you're looking to stay around Bourbon Street and and do all that. So I'd like um, to go see the mix and see if there aren't more K State people than Alabama. Even though Alabama can drive there, I just I think they're so arrogant that oh they yeah, think that's below, this is a waste them. of time for yeah, them. Oh, absolutely. Them. Whenever Oklahoma went down and played them, and now this is the year before Baker started starting for us, we beat them in the same game, and they had the same thing saying, "Well, we didn't really care about the game because we right. didn't." But you know that they had a freshman at that time that they hadn't played hardly at all named Derrick Henry. Yeah, and we knew right away. Yeah. They're still loaded. Yeah, yeah they still, still got good. plenty yep. on the because, yep. and that's what could happen. You could have oh, some absolutely. guy pop up in that game that you yep. just go. We did beat them, but I tell you, um, that's the first time we ever saw Derrick Henry, and and we hadn't quit seeing him, and that's been a lot of years ago. He's yep. unbelievable. Now your other favorite team is uh, playing down in the Liberty Bowl. Yep, and. Uh, do you know if Jalen Daniels is going to be playing in, or is that? I've been. I don't know. I've read that that he could play if he plays. Um, could be a good ball game. Could be that kind of a, you know, it's a Arkansas KU both guys and I'm, and the Arkansas quarterback. I can't remember his name. He's back healthy. So if if Daniels is back healthy, the Arkansas kid's back healthy. It could be whoever has the last ball type of ball game. Yep. And, and there was all the rumors going around about Missouri dodging the game and all that. But uh, I just literally, before you came over to my house, I heard a press conference about the Liberty Bowl, and they were talking to Liberty Bowl representatives. And uh, they said that that's absolutely not the case. Missouri wanted to go to the Liberty Bowl. Well, you can't but, imagine that a KU person would say yeah. that to make Missouri <laughs> so, look bad. Hey, they went and made them look bad well, at basketball the other night. You know, the experts out there, I, I do have to give a shout-out in this podcast before it's over to my boy uh, – one of the experts there on college game day, old Desmond Howard. He picked K-State. You know how many times he picked K-State this year on their picks? How many? Twice. All year long? All year long. Good for him. Does he take them every time? I mean, do they, they, they so, pick them every time? Um, they All the all the conference games, they took, they picked the K-State game. Yeah. Yeah, he was wrong. So, yeah, it's uh, – <laughs> um, Well. Well, here, I, I got something for you real quick. I want to move on to another topic, There's one more but, bowl game, though. Oh, okay. Oklahoma does play Florida State. I didn't figure you want to talk about that. It's I I truly will tell you this. We played three ranked teams this year, mm -hmm. and I don't know of the three ranked teams that they wouldn't be right in the ball game with them. Florida State, they, mm -hmm. Florida State can play with K State, Florida State can oh, play yeah. with Texas, and Florida State can play with TCU. I think same deal. Especially I mean, they're st they still got talent. They well they 
they are nine and three and lost to Clemson by six, North Carolina State by two, and Wake Forest when Wake Forest got ranked for the first time in years. Uh, that's their only three losses, and then they won out five straight and blew people, literally blew people away. Yeah. I think OU has zero chance to win this ball game. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah. I, I uh, think for Florida State honestly can look at themselves in the mirror and go, we're a couple plays away from being the winner right. of the ACC, ACC and yep. potentially being yep. in the Final Four. Yep. So I got something for you to look at real quick. No, I, I and I agree with that. I mean, I. It, I think we got we got overmatched. I don't. That's too good of a team for us. Yeah, to but play. <laughs> I mean, that's part of that though, Phil. Is well, they you're still OU. Yeah. I mean, it. that's a name, right? Yeah. I mean, that name carries recognition. And Might bring some people. I mean, out. you think about Florida State OU. You're thinking about you know the 90s and the 2000s. Well, it won't be 13 to so. two like it was last time <laughs> we played in the bowl game. So, well, here's something interesting. I want you to take a look at this. I'm I'm sliding a sheet over to him. Um, so those are numbers. Okay, those are three quarterbacks, three Big 12 quarterbacks this season. Okay, if you look at those numbers, which of those quarterbacks would you rate? at the top of the list compared with those stats. And and the numbers he's looking at are are completions and versus attempts and and passing percentage. And five and touchdown and interception. The top one. The top one would be your first pick. Yeah. For say player of the year or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And and which one would be your second pick? They're right together. Uh rushing touchdown maybe C. C? More rushing yep. touchdowns. And Andy's four and two record compared yeah. to two and three record. Yep. Okay. Yep. So A is Will Howard from K State. Yep. C, your second pick, is Adrian Martinez from K State. B is your second team all Big Twelve quarterback, Jalen Daniels from KU. <laughs> How in the hell did he get that uh, award? Two and three. Less rushing touchdowns, less passing yards, less, less everything percentage. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get that number. So I guess it was just they've been so bad for so long that once they got some success, they have to reward. Max Dugan win, so, of course. Yeah, I, I was just yeah. I when I saw that Daniels was team, was yeah, second, second team, I'm like, they and, and were, I so, say just came, I mean, so they just put, started hot and won a few games. Yeah, that's it. I I just okay. Anyway, Those records let's three move and two. On. You, thank you for that. I mean, I've everybody I've had look at that is like, uh, yeah, I don't get that either. Next so. things while we're still sticking with college football. We had another big move. All these transfer portals, we talk about them, and everybody's hitting the transfer portal and all that. Nobody's really talked about the NIL, which I guess it just blends in there. But uh, Dion, Dion, let's talk to, Dion. Uh, you know, to me, there. I mean, good for Dion, whatever. But all the things he said about Jackson State the last couple of years, it almost makes me feel like he's hypocritical all of a sudden. Correct. Because he did all this Jackson State stuff because yes. there's all these predominantly black colleges, and boy, we're going to go down there and take care of them until his day came a shining. And then he told every one of them, hit the transfer yes. portal. Let's go I'm with I'm bringing him. in players. Bringing them with me. That, so, that's not that, – that he didn't do that team right to me at all. I, I don't mind him taking another job, but I mean, I, I struggle. He's, he's Lincoln Riley. He is Lincoln Riley the second. I, I struggle with this one. Stabbed him in the back. Because – Got a job, took advantage, did a great job, but he they gave him the opportunity, just like Lincoln Riley did to, at Oklahoma, yep. and he stabbed him in the back on the way out the door. I, I, I struggle because I think you put you, me, or anybody else in that position where you're working a job and you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you get offered a job where you're making many, many millions of dollars. I don't, I don't blame him that's, for that. That's side hard. Of it. That's but not I would the side agree. I blame him for. So I blame him for walking in the door and saying. All you Jackson State kids, come well, with me. He, he what happened to the predominantly black college that when, you're supposed when to? When Jackson do? State hired Ridiculous. him, he won. He didn't want to settle for an assistant job. He was he wanted a head coaching job. Yep. For a long time, nobody would give it to him. So Jackson State was the one that gave him to him. To your point, they gave him that opportunity. But I'm with you. I mean, he literally. I mean, I, I've heard people say he sold a dream, but his his comments literally were. Um, that he he did this because God sent me here to fix HBCUs. Yep, that was that's that was his whole reason. For well, God's done fixing it, I guess so, it's fixed. Yeah, thanks, Dion. Well, yeah, God needs him somewhere else now. But I, I, I just you know those guys that say 
I heard the funniest thing. I watch Boomer and Geo every morning, and I'm not getting – I'm just – you know, guys will get after a game. <laughs> they'll go, oh, thank God. I mean, I mean I, my pitching reason – I hit that three-pointer. Thank God for me hitting that three-pointer. You know how the you know how guys yep. always do that? Yep. That Geo guy got on there the other day, and he goes, I'm just waiting for the losing team to come out and go, that damn devil, that son of a bitch would have gotten away. He goes, wouldn't you just love to go to the other press conference and go, yeah. you know, I was hoping Jesus would come through for me, but the damn devil made me miss that last shot. I thought it was hilarious. He went on about it for four or five minutes and goes, I just, just want to hear it someday. Yeah. <laughs> so did you see that Deion's son is now the number one yep. odds for Heisman next year? Yeah, isn't that amazing? So I Caleb will just win it again. Well, and, and – to, to piggyback on one other thing with Colorado here, so our uh, K-State's good friend, old Dylan Edwards, down there at Derby, decommitted from Notre Dame <laughs> to commit to Colorado We should have never even so. brought his name up in the beginning. <laughs> I just – You should have known that was going to happen. Go, go, but going back to going back to what we were talking about earlier with JT Daniels, it's like this kid's going to be there until something doesn't go his way or until he gets a better offer. How and then, you good know, he's must JT Daniels again. be, though? If if USC recruits you, if Georgia will take you, West Virginia will take you, somebody else is probably going to give him a shot. Yeah. You just you don't know who it's going to be, but he must be talented, but something else is not right. Yeah. I saw yesterday where a kid had left um, um, Mississippi State, and some people were reposting it oh, because of Mike yeah. Dine, but he put on there during his, right. thank you guys for having me, and I love all y'all, but – Coach Leach don't think I'm tough enough, so I'm out of yeah. here. Like throwing the coach under the bus on your way out. Well, then you probably weren't, is what my idea would be. Yep. Because you are in the transfer portal. I, you know what Brent Venables has said already multiple times that without coming straight out and saying it, but some of the guys in the interviews have said it, that we're getting rid of some of the guys who just do not believe in what he is coaching now and how he coaching. I mean, it's just yeah, they're not his guys. Yeah. And it happens. I mean, it's you know, coaching changes. Obviously, that's not a that Mississippi State's not this situation. But you know, I, I've said it before. I don't have a problem with the transfer portal. I mean, there's there's bad fits, and COVID made that worse because you couldn't do your campus visits and yep. and really get a good feel for the program when you had to commit. And so there were some bad matches there. And so I completely agree you know with what? giving it, it we need a, a chance. reset then and re oh, the rules yeah. a little bit. Now it's just now it's about NIL money. My, my rule, if I was just being given a, a commissioner of the whole thing and I could just make a rule, I'd go, you can freshman decommit and a fifth-year senior. There's your two chances. You can leave as a fifth-year – leave as a freshman. If you don't think it's your fit, you should know in a year's right. time whether it's a fit or not. Yep. And then if you're a senior that's – like Spencer Sanders yep. or like Adrian Martinez. You're fifth-year senior. You've done your four years there, and you have a year of eligibility left. Hey, go for it. And maybe yep. you're a gra already a graduate. That's what I'm talking about, a graduate. Yeah, but as a college football fan, Phil, and you pull for Oklahoma, you like those guys that are there for multiple years, right? Yep. I mean, it's hard to get behind a kid who has been to four different schools and comes there. And, and right. I, it's a Jalen Hurts would be a perfect example. You have I've never no, felt like Jalen Hurts I, is a Oklahoma kid. Right. And and that's though, the challenge is is college sports, you want to have that that yeah. tie to it. You know, and I, I'm saying this because I, I listened to a really good interview with Will Howard on my way back from Wichita last night. One of the local K State podcasts interviewed him. And you think about this kid and and it makes me think about some of the things I've said on Twitter about certain athletes. These are 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. He got a horrible situation and got thrown in as a freshman when he was not ready and sucked. Yeah. K-State fans got all over him. Same deal last year. Wasn't ready. Got thrown in in some really tough situations. And people were like, what's this guy staying around for? He's never going to be a quarterback here. He's terrible. He's, he, and he talks about it. He had some really dark days there between social media and people yelling at him on campus and all this stuff. Comes back this year. You mean they do that at K-State, too? They do. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's Social media is the killer. The kids just I love, stay away from it. Stay I, away from it. The kid's it, always going to be one of my favorites. I mean, he stuck yep. around. He stuck it out at K-State. Yep. Could have easily transferred. Decided – I'm not gonna just skip around. I'm gonna I'm gonna earn my spot and and did and I mean nobody would nobody watch this year would tell you he wasn't the better quarterback than Adrian Martinez. Right. So yeah. 
I'm and, glad and, he know, did. And here's here's the scary thing. Whenever he came in, when Adrian first got hurt and didn't have a very good game, I saw K State's uh, fans deflate. I think oh, that yeah. I think everybody thought, thought oh, we this done. thing's gone Absolutely. to hell. Clint and all those yep. guys, everybody just came and goes, oh, God, we're going to say Oklahoma's going to kill us next week. Yep. This is after the yep. Tulane games when he yep. came in and lost. And then ever since then, she's one of the best, play, best quarterbacks in the Big 12. Yep. Do you know who, who I, is funny? To me? I thought the kid from Texas, the people that got invited to the Heisman thing, I thought the killer, the running back from Texas should have got invited. Mm-hmm. He's unbelievable. Yep. Even now, Deuce Counselor didn't have the same same numbers this year. That he's he's NFL bound though. But that kid from yep. Texas is Bijan. unbelievable. Yeah, no, he is. I agree. Well, so we've not got we've done. Is that enough football? Let's go. Y'all heard enough football? We got one more. Let's go. We we got about ten minutes. Yeah, fifteen. Um, well, basketball's right about where it's where I thought it would be. Everybody in the Big Twelve is not. Go look at everybody's records. Oklahoma State's got the worst at six and four. Everybody else is better than that. Um, we're fixing to start beating up on each other here yep. in about two weeks. Yep. And it's going to get. You're going to. St- you'll start seeing the separation. Yeah. yeah we're. Yeah. It's. Uh. I mean, I. I can. I. I'll obviously follow K State, and I can speak to them. Um, I mean, the games that they've played, tough teams. Uh-huh. They've either lost or it was close. So I mean, Arkansas is the best team Oklahoma's played. Lost by ten, they but, just played we, in we, Tulsa, right? but we hung with them the whole way. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's going to be an interesting decent. season. I mean, I we'll see. I, it's it's. Uh, I like that venue, Tulsa, for an Arkansas Oklahoma game or an Arkansas Oklahoma that State. That was game. the night of the Luke Combs concert because there were people sitting in front of us or no, <laughs> checking it. the score on their yeah. on their phone. So, so well, but, but back to you, the the K States. Um, they're they only lost once, haven't they? Aren't they nine and one? Same as one I, or two. They lost to Butler. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, it might be their only loss. I think it is their only loss so far. I, I mean, I just see where the the uh, the whole league's sort of that way right now. There's I know there's not very many between losses. men's and women's basketball. There's three, so one of them's lost two. Um, I don't, I don't remember which one. So well, I'm looking forward but, to getting it going just in the car. Um, Yep, it's it's about that time, about for all these junk games to be over. And, um, yeah, it's only one because we won both those overtime games in the tournament. So, but you know, or one more last thing on sports. For years and years, it has been said that probably the worst trade in sports, worst trade ever in sports, is uh, Babe Ruth getting traded from the Boston Red Sox to uh, yep to the New York Yankees. Yep. Would you agree with me that? That Joe Biden just made a worse trade. <laughs> yes, worse, worse I knew that's where you were going with this. Than, uh, yes, even worse than the Red Sox to the Yankees. Joe Biden's trade for Brittany Griner. Uh, His negotiating skills are top impeccable, notch. Impeccable. Impeccable. Literally, when this happened, Russia said, oh. "You give us bout, we'll give her back to you." And we said no. And then eight months later, that's exactly exact what we agreed deal. to. Negotiating there was skills some are cash top. underneath the hand for Gosh. Hunter. Hunter might have been getting Jeez. some cash on the side for the same deal. The thing about Bout, hey, Brittany's home, good for her. I thought she had a little bit of misjustice to begin with. Oh, absolutely. With. So good for her to be home. Uh, don't don't really have a problem. You know, even though everything she does, I don't particularly agree to. But to have an American home, I mean, that's what we do, should do, whatever. We we've left some others over there that we need to go get, but. But to trade for a guy who literally was going to or wanted to and has been involved in killing yes. American citizens. His nickname is the Merchant of Death. Uh, the British <laughs> the British can't be happy about it. I know the people in Liberia and Africa Correct. are very upset yeah. about it. And um, and they have every right to be. He's only 55 years old. He'd get right back in the game. Oh, yeah. Now, to just say a little bit about him, okay, whenever, whenever this – Whenever he was really the merchant, there's there's a um, that's when the Soviet Union was falling, and all these guns and stuff were everywhere for mm-hmm. for just almost the taking. Whoever had the most cash could get them. Did you ever watch the Netflix episode Cocaine Cowboys? No. They're the guys out of Florida who were oh, running yeah, cocaine. I yeah, I did. Yeah, if I did. They flew to Russia and were going to buy a submarine. Yes, you remember that? That's right. Yes. So you could buy a submarine at this time. <laughs> 
I mean, drug dealers right here in America were going to go get a submarine right, to bring yep. in cocaine. So what Bout was doing was what a lot of guys were doing at that time. If you had connections and you could make millions by selling arms, why not sell them? I mean, that's what they did. But you go and do research on him, and I mean, that, and I don't, I don't have all the stuff in front of me, but there were multiple countries that had anywhere between small bouts to civil wars. Yeah, that he was he supplying arms to, yep. the, and and was was inciting some of the the riots and challenges that were leading to that in order yep. to sell more. I mean, this guy, yeah, I mean. People are going to die because of this decision. There's right, no question right. in my mind. He's not out of the game. No. No, he's not. Other right people are game. going to die. There, there's other places. He, he might be in Afghanistan. He might be in North Korea. He may be. You, you just don't know. He'd be right back in Africa because they're all still fighting anyway. There's a, that, that was a civil war that he was he was uh, helping get the guns to. But I think one of the funniest things was America put sanctions on his companies that he could. He owned all these airplanes, took all those old Soviet airplanes yep. and started flying. But. He had such good, um, I don't know, like hiding who owned the company kind oh, of right. stuff, that we were hiring him to fly arms into Iraq. That's how smart the yeah. dude is. He ain't no idiot. Yeah, yeah. He's hauling American weapons right yeah. into Iraq yeah. and uh, with his companies. Uh, I, um, I, I, I agree with you, Philip. And we talked about this on a previous podcast, so I won't harp on it too much. Uh, I... If you break the law in a foreign country like that, especially one that we have issues with right now, you have to understand there's going to be consequences. Yep. Especially if you're famous, you're going to be used as a political oh, she's pawn, a pawn. In, that, yeah. in that scenario. It, I do agree that but there's the only punishment a, was too hard. It's a one-sided pawn, though, because the the Russian people could care less if Bout got out. No, there's no duck cry for the Bout to get out. And there's no pressure on Putin, so it's all in Putin's hands. Right. If Putin can make a deal, it's yep. all right. it's his deal. Yeah. And they so got an arms dealer. We got a basketball player. Yeah, That's yeah. a great deal. And so, Putin wins. But and this is the thing that bothers me the most about this because I would agree. I, I, I'm great. She got out. I'm glad we don't have to hear about it anymore. I don't agree with Until the she terms. Until she a book. Um, and and uh, the exchange, but. Uh, she literally has came out multiple times, as we talked about on previous podcasts, talked about not playing the national anthem before games and, and not being proud to be an American and all that kind of stuff. We left a Marine behind. Atheist in a hole. Who <laughs> <laughs> We left a Marine behind who fought for our country and was arrested as a spy while he was at a friend's wedding in Russia. Yeah. That guy fought for this country. Is a proud American, and we got we we saved the person who could give a crap. I think Trump was given a deal for him too on the same thing of letting him go for uh, for this guy because I guess Putin and this guy must be buddies because uh, he he I mean he was greeted right away by Putin, but uh, Trump had turned it down. And in all reality, you if you're not going to deal with terrorists then you can't be trading for terrorists. Right. So, I mean, I get it. I mean, and it's, he's been there long enough. But there's been a couple of presidents, two or three presidents that might have had a chance to set him free, but it hasn't happened until now. Well, I, I wonder. But he's still there. He's still there. But I wonder <laughs> now if him. she will stand and sing for the national anthem ah, now better. before a basketball game. So, And I don't, I, I don't want to hear another freaking word from the liberals about gun control now. Because yeah. you just released the biggest arms dealer in the world <laughs> to go back out and, there. So. It wasn't just guns, missiles. Um, he, he, there was something I read in the British, one of the British newspapers that said that he was um, literally was selling missiles, going to sell missiles to someone to shoot down passenger planes in, in England. So something like maybe the ARC or whatever, whoever they are, whoever they yeah. are. Um, but I mean, that's if that guy was wanting to do that 15 years ago, th who's to say he still doesn't want to sell to no, those people? No, absolutely. I mean, no, it's if 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 you don't know who Victor Bout is, just go. That's another rabbit hole to go down. But go spend 15 minutes and go do some research. Yeah, you can do some really good reading on him. I've I've read all about him um, for ever since this started. I just read about him, and I've read about him in the past. Um, but I didn't realize how much, you know, other countries 
how other countries are disappointed in what we've done. Right. You know, and I, and I don't blame them. Yeah. Nope. Well, and good old Biden, you know, he, he sat there and looked at all of us in the eye and on camera and told the American people that no one under 400K is going to be charged an additional penny of taxes while he's president. Do you see that they're uh, going to start taxing – they want to start taxing Venmo and PayPal. Yep. That, um, yep. Transactions. So that if are I more send money to, uh, if I send money to my own daughter, it, is that right? It, so, but it's really set up as a business. Supposedly not correct. Right. Supposedly it's at but this still point, yet somebody has access to track your money there. Oh yeah, that's, no, and the, that's one of the biggest issues. And that's that's the situation, right? Is they're going to put some things in there. Yep. It's supposed to be for business transactions only, and I get there probably are people doing business transactions that doing it through Venmo then doesn't show up on ten ninety nine forms and and. Uh, well, I'm you don't pay taxes. Positive but, of that, but but, uh, but yeah, it's just another way for them to start tracking everything else now. And and at some point, there's going to be some what taxes is it that they're mad at TikTok this. about? I just I think it's like a Chinese or Russian. I think which one is it? Chinese or Russian? It's a, it's either a Chinese or a Russian company, and they're gathering all this information about everybody. That's it. So and isn't that what Facebook's been doing to us for years? <laughs> so <laughs> what's new? So, well, I just read that they were talking about America was saying that we may shut down TikTok. Well, yeah. you talk about some upset kids. There's four or five state governments now that have passed um, laws that government employees are not allowed to utilize those apps on government uh, devices. Yeah. So, which that's a good idea. Yeah. We need to follow some of those rules a little stricter. <laughs> you see that we've already had snow out on the state line. The interstate's yep, already been closed, closed once between yep. uh, Colby and the state line, and I think it's headed this way. Well, I saw two things today within an hour apart. One guy was showing some, I won't get into the, the specific details of it, but some snowfall models. Um that tend the farther out you go, they they tend to be ridiculous. They're the ones that you'll see when they predict like forty seven inches, yeah. and you get like two. And and he said, you know, this is the model. This is a snowfall. It was predicting snow on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day here, um, like forty inches, which we know. And he's uh, it's a long ways out, so the inch totals are going to be off. But we're going to have snow. And then and and all this stuff comes from NOAA. I mean, you get all this all this information from the same places. And then uh, an hour later, I read an article. Um, that uh, was showing your percentages of a white Christmas, and we were at ten percent. Ten percent. So I'm like, well, one of those two is wrong. <laughs> well, I'm hoping. It's, both. I'm hoping that it's good and clear. I'm. I'm actually. You won't believe what I'm going to do on Christmas Day. Take a wild guess. Christmas Day. Come on, hurry, make a quick guess. Um, gonna go boating on the lake. New York City. Oh, that's that's not surprising. Christmas Day. I'm going to actually go up north, up the Hudson, and go to Sleepy Hollow. Check out Ichabod yep. Crane. Yep. Um, I think it's a lot funner to go up there. I've never been up there before, but it's uh, going on up the Hudson towards West Point. Um, has always been something I wanted to do, and so uh, we're going to spend a day doing that one day. We're going we're gonna to go out there for a few days between Christmas and New Year's, but I'm leaving on Christmas Day, believe it or not. Tickets were very cheap that day. I don't know how that worked out. Nobody's actually traveling that day. Yeah, evidently and no, after. me and me and Lisa and the girls were going to go up there and uh, stand. And they have VRBO still over on the Jersey side. We're going to stay in Newark, right next to the airport, and uh, and then rent a car and take it up. It's it, it's funny to me. I Red Hook. Uh, you remember the old Red Hook. Uh, where the kids, sh where the guy shot up all the kids. Oh, and Sandy Hook. Sa yeah, yeah. Yes, Sandy Hook. Yes, N yes. Near there, the um, oh um, there's been there's just so many places you can go see that have some historic. But the kids don't know this yet. But we're gonna go by and see uh, Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth's um, grave sites. They don't know this yet, but that's that's my surprise to them that they love it. <laughs> are you sure? Are they gonna love it? No, it's just you right, are right where Sleepy <laughs> Hollow is. The ba I looked on the map, and Babe is buried five miles from Sleepy Hollow. So I told Lisa, I go, I'm not passing up the chance to go see the Bambino. If we're gonna talk about his bad trade, 
<laughs> go there and tell him he's finally can he's, forget about that. Yeah, it's that. not the worst trade in history. Now it's the second worst trade <laughs> anyway, in history. What's so. your? You got anything Christmas? No. We'll go to Oklahoma the couple of days before Just as well. Spending for, some time with family and um, gonna try to burn some vacation days and um, deer hunt. That's what everybody yeah, says. My brother's trim deer some hunting. trees. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff around here. I got to do the more. I do now, the less I got to do in the spring. So, well, we probably won't talk again until after Christmas. Probably, will yeah. we? Well, well, we'll have our first yeah. potentially we'll our see. first Big Twelve. Our first Big Twelve games are January one, two, three, so, right along in there, yep. and bowl games will be right there. Maybe we should meet next time right after the bowl game. Right after the bowl game. What so day do right you play? Thirty first, New Year's Eve. So I'll be back the so, first or second. Okay. So yeah, yeah we'll go right catch there. Up right and after. I think Big Twelve basketball starts right then. Yes, I think so. Because I think K State like plays that. their yeah. first conference game on the first. Yeah. So yep. So, so we may not talk. Merry Christmas then, because we may yep. not talk to you guys again till then. Thanks for listening to us. Yep, and we'll be back in twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three, and you believe that? And this thing started in twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty twenty. Man, we've been through so, a lot. Yep. So. All right, we'll have a good holiday season. Have a good Christmas and New Year's, and we'll be back uh, right after the, the New Year First starts. Of the year. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.